Alrighty, hope everyone's doing well today. This is uh, this is DeFi Alpha, project lead at Umami Finance, and we've got Winston Wolf here as well. Um, also, uh, Stephen T and uh, OX Puffin um, from the team are also are also joining us. So, just want to thank you guys for for coming to the AMA. Um, I think there's going to be you know a lot of uh, a lot of big benefits to the people who are always tuning in like this. We really try to make sure that. You know the the alpha that we have gets dropped first to you know the, our core community, folks like you who are always showing up to these uh, AMAs and following our Discord announcements. And um, yeah, that that will not be forgotten as uh, as things continue to really pick up pace at Umami. So I think the for those of you who are following us, um, you know, closely or or already holders, the thing that's probably jumped out most um, lately is price action. This has been in very very strong week for umami and you know i think that what we're finally starting to see is that the messages that we've been putting out about you know our value proposition the sustainability of our project um you know the really ambitious vision that we have um for the future of umami on arbitrum network and maybe even beyond arbitrum um as well at some point i think that this is starting to really resonate with the market and for those who don't know, um, our price is up. The price of the Umami token is up about 70% in the past week. Um, you know, we were recently trading at times, you know, as low as even a little bit below um, $7 per token. And now we're, we're well up above 12. So that's 70% gains for Umami. And, you know, I think that most of you at this point um, are you know, well aware that you know, we effectively have a two token model. So the Umami token is our core token, but we also have an Arby's token that's been doing incredibly well, too. It's up about 100 percent in the past uh, in the past day or in the past week. So Umami up 70 percent, Arby's up 100 percent in the past week. Um, really, really exciting. And I think, you know, proves that the market is starting to to listen and process the messages that we're sending. So, you know, for those of you who are um, who are just tuning in, um, and I see that quite a few people have just joined, let's, let's go over some recent um, catalysts for why we've seen this strong price action, why we've seen this, you know, almost 70% rise in Umami and, and you know, nearly doubling of the price of Arby's in the past week. Um, in Really, Umami has been very much on a tear in the past uh, six to eight weeks, ever since we initiated our Umami V2 strategy. You know, since, since we announced that, we've brought on a, a, a team of a dozen full and part-time people, you know, fully committed to this. Uh, many of us have left our full-time jobs, including myself, um, and are just doing this to the exclusion of all else seven days a week. Um, we have optimized our treasury deployments to create a risk-hedged delta-neutral treasury that does not move um, you know, with the wild swings in the crypto market. Um, and instead, you know, we, we've managed to, to, to take that delta-neutral position, but deploy it across Arbitrum in strategic ways to generate over $200,000 per month in, uh, in yield revenue. And shortly after Achieving that, we launched our core Marinate V2 product, which you know takes those treasury revenues accumulated from across Arbitrum and returns them to holders um, with regular payouts of ETH. And I think a lot of you are, are marinating and you're collecting um, you know, some of those very significant ETH payments. Um, we're at an APR in ETH for marinated umami above 50% right now. And you know, on top of that, we're gearing up for you know much, much, much more in the very near future. Um, and that's what I really want to focus on 
today. So for those of you who have been following us closely, you know that we have a really core product that is going to be launched um, very soon called the M Umami Auto Compounder. Um, I'm not going to get into the mechanics of the auto compounder in the same detail as I have in the past. And, and the reason for that is that we um, have put out a podcast soon to be video really walking through walking people through the mechanics of the auto compounder why it's so unique why its value proposition is so strong um and that's the the podcast is already available the video is complete and will be launched very very soon so we'll we'll share that with you guys at the end of this to walk you through the mechanics but the key point is that the auto compounder is you know a very powerful catalyst for positive Price action by Umami. It is an incredible tool for generating APY. It is one of the few um, high yielding products available that don't rely on emissions in, in any way of Umami. So, this is not this, the yield figures that we're going to see on the M Umami Auto Compounder. They are not about um, inflationary emissions of Umami, um, they are wrapped ETH being auto compounded back into more marinated umami to generate more wrapped ETH, um, and they're incentivized with our Arby's token, which is really taking off because the Arby's token has a claim on fees from our auto compounders, and those are fees in things like Geome, Magic, soon DPX, and you know we are rolling out more and more auto compounders you know, practically, practically daily, but, but certainly weekly. Um, it's going to be a major platform for us, so those Arby's rewards that are going to be part of the auto compounder um, the Emumami auto compounder are, are very valuable. So the latest update, I'm sure, you know, a lot of you have been wa um, wanting to know, you know, when that auto comp the Emumami auto compounder will be open. Um, we are targeting at the latest Monday. We're just making a few final tests and some, some tweaks that are going to make it even um, higher APY um, before we launch, um, the devs are running those tests and making a few adjustments today, tomorrow, and over the weekend, and it'll be live on Monday. When it goes live, we are also going to open up Marinate V2 as well. I know that a lot of folks um, have been waiting for a chance to marinate through Umami. So Monday's going to be a big day because we're going to have um, you know, the opportunity to not only um, open up Marinate V2 to everybody, we are also going to have the Umami Compounder so you can get all the benefits of marinating, but also grow your bag of umami so you have more claim on ETH upside and get Arby's rewards, which, by the way, are going to, you are going to auto effectively, automatically be receiving staked Arby's, so you'll also be getting those ecosystem fees included in the APY on the Umami Auto Compounder. So that's for next week. Really excited for that, but that's not all. We have hired, you know, multiple full-time front-end and back-end devs, and we are shipping like crazy now. So we are going to have a new front-end for Umami Finance going live Monday or Tuesday, early next week, for sure. Um, we'll, we'll share some teasers with the community um, before it goes live, but it is gorgeous. It's a completely, you know, same core Umami aesthetic. You'll see Umami Chan, our waifu, but um, it's much brighter, much more lively, and very, very user-friendly with a lot of um, really great, easily accessible info about our products. Because, of course, you know, we have a pretty expansive ecosystem now. It can be a lot to navigate, but we care enormously 
about user friendliness. Um, and so you're going to see that reflected in the new front end. Um, on top of that, you know, coming very, very soon are some functionalities that we think are going to be, you know, genuinely game changing, not only for Umami, but really for, for the entire Arbitrum ecosystem. I can't express, you know, how excited all of us are for the direction that we're moving in. So we have a dev who, you know, really incredible guy. His name's Invader. He's joined the team full time. And he, the first thing he's done just this week is integrated those APIs that, you know, folks who have been listening to our past calls are well aware of. And for those who aren't, what I'm talking about is tools to allow anyone from any chain in a single click to ape right into Umami's different products. Um, so you could be on Phantom, invested in you know, the, the FTM, Phantom token, and with one click, you're going to be you know, right away on Arbitrum in Umami. Um, he's also working on the integration for Banksa APIs that will let people on-ramp fiat currency directly onto Arbitrum. And just to add to this, the hope is based on you know where things are going and the progress that we're making on the dev side people will be able to on-ramp from fiat anywhere in the world in 30 different currencies right into the umami token um and then start marinating so that really positions us to become part of a mainstream portfolio strategy offering risk hedged relatively market neutral but high growing fixed income exposure to the growth of the of Arbitrum, to that overwhelmingly important mainnet to L2 TVL migration macro trend. People are going to be able to have that exposure from fiat in essentially one click. So this is going to be huge, not just for Umami, but for on-ramping capital to Arbitrum in general. Those assets, if you think about, you know, well, if it's being on-ramped to Umami, where is it going to go then? Well, it's going to go into either our treasury to be deployed, you know, across the Arbitrum ecosystem through our partnerships, right, into you know, Tracer and GMX, um, you know, DOPX, Jones, all kinds of cool native projects are going to benefit from more capital in the Umami treasury, or it's going to be going into our auto compounders. And, and you know, soon we're going to have more products that people can ape into. So, you know, on top of that, we have V2 bonding that is going to be getting ready to launch soon. We've made very clear to the community that we are stewards of you know community community members investments their capital and there was no way we were going to open up bonding until our umami tokens price was at a level where those that that new capital would not dilute existing holders well lo and behold we're up 70 percent um in the past week i don't think there's any end in sight the auto compounder itself because it buy it market buys umami with the eth payouts um to our marinators is going to be a huge catalyst for positive price action starting next week. So as our price, you know, continues, you know, we very much hope and expect, not financial advice, but, you know, continues to follow the trajectory it's been on of, of rapidly ascending and getting closer and closer to its net asset value to, you know, a more appropriate floor, at least on the value of Umami. Once that happens, we'll be in a position to start bonding. And our goal is, you know, as we've made clear, we're going to try and raise at least, um, you know, a total of $20 million in treasury capital as soon as we possibly can, because that's, you know, about the scale of protocol loan liquidity that we believe that we need to really execute on our ambitions here to, to support the Arbitrum ecosystem broadly. So 
give it um, just you know possibly one or two weeks and gear up. I think bonding is going to start happening shortly on the heels of these other incredible things we've talked about, like the new front end, like um, the M Umami Auto Compounder, and like the Socket and Banksa API integrations that I described. So these are all coming down the pike within weeks. And we are also working on an incredibly cool vault strategy that I think a lot of you know about that is going to be one of the highest yielding stablecoin vaults available. So, you know, these are just, you know, a few of the things that we have in the work in the works right now. Um, hopefully you're getting a sense of how ambitious we are. We are very ambitious. I, we've gotten questions from community before saying, you know, so... These are some cool products and, you know, they all seem really successful, you know, better price action recently. But what's the long term vision? Well, you know, the long term vision is first to really you know, not only benefit from, but actively drive the ongoing TVL migration to Arbitrum. You know, there's hundreds of billions of dollars of capital on mainnet. And obviously, by definition, trillions of dollars of capital sitting outside of blockchain that is currently migrating to blockchain. With the L2s, such as Arbitrum, these layer two chains that, you know, that provide you know, scaling for Ethereum, being some of the most natural recipients of that capital. So we're going to help pull, you know, really the sky is the limit. I don't want to put numbers out there, but 20 million is very, very much just the beginning. We're going to pull large amounts of capital under the Arbitrum network. We're going to deploy it across the network where you're going to help build out the ecosystem with an expansive suite of products and from there, you know, we, we think that this model is something that can be replicated to help scale other chains, right? There are other, you know, chains that are even earlier on in the process of development than Arbitrum. We know that, you know, ZKs are going to, ZK rollups are going to be a big theme in 2022. So there's, there's no reason um, for us to slow down. And we really think that we're going to become, you know, critical um, liquidity infrastructure for blockchain broadly. And one of the most um, sought after and, you know, value generating on ramps for capital, you know, both onto new chains and also just from fiat into crypto broadly. So that's that's our ambition. And we are making a lot of progress on it. So those are kind of, you know, the key points that, that I really want to share is just, you know, not we're, we're not pivoting from anything that we've shared before. We're executing. Monday's going to be a huge day with the auto compounder going, the Mamami auto compounder going live, new front end going live, and then many more incredible things to follow from there. Um, and I think that that is actually enough of an update um, on my end. I know Winston is here. Do you want to chime in at all, Winston? I'm not sure if you're in a position right now where you're able to speak. I know you mentioned you had something going on. Um, I actually was. Uh video introducing more about the auto compounder or should I just uh, keep this to myself if you think I should if you think I should post this no share it with the community we have been in, yeah why don't we share it as I said you know well, we purposefully yeah go ahead well if you think if you know if people think I should share this I feel like I need to at least see some some hearts or some claps in the right, uh, you know let's see if there's in, in, in the community AMA otherwise I feel like I might as well just keep this to myself that's true you guys want to get a clap from Neo Tokyo? You guys want to show a little bit of love for you guys and hearts from Intrepid? Really I mean, I mean, this is kind of a given. Designer Electoral spent 16 hours over the past two days. Relationship, right? Like, if I'm dropping, mm -hmm. 
Oh, Yissy's is, is in the house. Yeah, all right. Right. And one more good round of hearts. Out and out to to and Winston. Put this Let's incredible video to go. We got some from Copa. All right, I, I think we could see a right. few more, though, to be honest, because this is... I can't yeah, say no to a heart from Copa on, this has to be Alchemist, a, you know, right? I mean, we're seeing... Yeah, I wanted to speak really quickly. Uh, listen, we have so much coming. We're super excited. You know, we really see ourselves as the stewards of your capital and also as, um, you know, inventing on your path and also that they have the ecosystem. And so everything that's coming down the line is with that in mind. Um, we're super pumped. There will be some hiccups and, you know, road bumps along the way because we have just been working like you know, days a week. Really grateful to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, we just, uh, we ask for your patience. We ask for your uh, your feedback. And then, you know, if you think what we're doing is compelling, you know, we really encourage you to um, tell other people about it. You know, we also are, um, you know, we have our eye on people who have been really active in the community. And, um, you know, I want to find ways to really turn the community into a asset for us. So whether that's dropping new alpha for them in advance or getting their product feedback or, you know, things like that. And so, you know, if that type of thing is interesting to you, join our Discord, um, you know, DM myself, DM DeFi, just become active um, and we will find ways to reward and appreciate that just want to give a shout out to copa um he's been fantastic there intrepid as well um you know grumpy is part of the team now financial advice but um the math is quite compelling and by the time i think it's by the time it's obvious i think it'll be too late so uh really pumped thank you everyone and uh look out for that video and um you know we will uh see you on the interwebs yeah, and let's uh, let's take some questions. And I saw two really good questions from Kapitiz, um, who's been an awesome supporter of Umami. Make sure you uh, follow him on Twitter and read his threads. Um, but he was asking, um, can you directly marinate Umami into Arby's Auto Compounder, or do you need to have an Umami first? So what he's really saying and is... It, is before, and before you answer that, DeFi, if by any chance, folks, you don't see a tweet, it's not because I rugged you. It's because like Twitter is not handling this seven-minute video. So <laughs> don't worry. We'll get it out, whether it's via YouTube link or Vimeo, but I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. Thanks. Great. Yeah. Thank you for letting him know. Um, I, was, I was waiting for it, too. Um, but yeah, so... You know, his, his question was essentially, is this going to be a process where with a single step, you know, once you have umami, you can just go right into the umami auto compounder or do you need to marinate it first? So is it a, you know, straightforward one step process or two steps? Well, what do you, I mean, what do you think, right? Like we, we, we go for, and I, I mean, I say that, of course, you know, very, very playfully and with affection, but, you know, we, uh, we care very much about user experience. We want everything to be, you know, seamless and user friendly. We want to, you know, be a place where, you know, a retail investor with, you know, minimal uh, past crypto experience can feel very comfortable. So, yes, we're definitely going to make it something that you can just access with a single step. Um, once you get that umami, um, you know, it's sort of your choice to go wherever you want in the ecosystem. And if you want to go right into the umami auto compounder, you can. Um, next question, pretty cool one, um, and actually something we should probably do some due diligence on internally. You know, will Umami be the first direct fiat to L2 on ramp? Um, and my instinct is to say probably not because it's a big world out there and Banksa, you know, the wonderful project that's providing this API to us, they're, you know, doing, you know, they have the same kind of hustle we do. So they're out there talking to a lot of their projects, you know, trying to, you know, get this, you know, incredible tool, you know, widely adopted on L2s. But 
we were probably, you know, they, we were talking to them within, you know, probably a week of them deciding to start reaching out, right? We jumped on it immediately. We, you know, brought on a full-time dev and made that his first um, task. You know, we were, because of our orientation and, you know, our commitment to, to growth, we recognized, I think, right away how significant it would be to be on-ramping fiat from 30 different currencies directly onto Arbitrum and directly into the Umami tokens. So I think we are one of the earliest movers on this. And, you know, we invite, this isn't competitive, right? Like the fact that we are, it's really worth emphasizing, the fact that we are seeing, you know, VC-backed startups with millions of dollars of capital, you know, blue chip teams like Banksa developing APIs and focusing on Arbitrum network as the network that they want to make the first point of contact on blockchain for people who are going from from fiat bank accounts into crypto, I, I think that speaks for itself in terms of the level of upside that Arbitrum network has. You know, in particular, the, I mean, L2s in general are going to be one of the you know driving themes of 2022. Arbitrum in particular, one of the fastest, great ecosystem, ultra low gas fees, fully EVM compatible, lots of bridging with mainnet. And now tons of, you know, potentially fiat pouring in, you know, through these direct on ramps. So, I mean, where could one, where would one rather be positioned, right, than where Umami's positioned? So thank you for that, that question, Kapatiz. Um, does anyone else have anything that they would like to ask? We got two requests. Start with uh, two familiar folks. All right, JD Tiger, you're first in line, but Intrepid will get to you as well. Don't you worry. Hey there. Hey guys, just making sure you guys can hear me beforehand. I'm I'm outside using data, so I might be a little fuzzy. Just want to make sure you guys. No worries. Okay, so I guess my question um, is regarding. Um, I'm expecting Umami to to get to net asset value sooner rather than later, and I'm sure the team does as well. Um, I guess my question is just regarding the differences between. Uh, the bonding process when it was um, when we were dealing with Z2O as well as Umami in the beginning. Um, is there any differences than what the bonding process looked like back then and what the bonding process is going to look like post uh, Umami reaching net asset value again? That is a wonderful question. I'm really glad that you asked it. Um, so the short answer is, you know, not... Not deeply, but there will be some surface level differences, and I'll, I'll walk you through that. So, for people who were not with us in the early days, um, Z2O was our you know original brand name, and we had a bonding mechanism then. That's how we raised our original amount of uh, treasury capital, which we've been deploying. Um, and it's based on the Olympus DAO bonding model, for those who are familiar with Olympus. So... You know, with the model that we were using at the time, um, we were a rebase token. So we had, you know, crazy APY at first, like $1.5 million for, or I'm sorry, 1.5 million percent for stakers. And that was all from emissions, right? That was the model that we borrowed uh, when we forked. Oh. And so bonding was, it was really difficult. I don't think we had, we internally didn't know our own cost of capital at the time. It was sort of, you know, a little bit more fly by night. Um, it was really hard for bonders to know. Um, like what kind of discount am I really getting? Because, you know, yeah, I'm bonding, but then I'm not getting, you know, a token that I can stake 
for up to five days because there was a, a time lock before all of it paid out. And then, you know, in the meantime, I could have just market bought it and staked it for 1.5 million APY. And then APY is a compounding figure. So how do you even really know what your return on bonding is relative to just buying and staking? That was a major point of confusion, I think, for people. Um, and it also made it very hard internally to know what are we really, quote unquote, paying for the capital that we're raising? Um, because you couldn't figure out, you know, in sort of real dollar terms what the discount for bonders was very easily. Um, so that was a major difference because now, of course, we're not a rebase token. We don't do any inflationary emissions at all. Um, you know, any yields that we're seeing for Marinade or the auto compounder that is coming from the ETH in our treasury or for the auto compounder, you know, that ETH is purchasing Umami on the market from our LP. There's no emissions involved in, in you know, the people who accumulate bigger bags of Umami from the auto compounder. So... It's going to be very straightforward. Um, I think I've shared before we're going to have a 10% uh, discount as sort of a, a maximum, you know, ideally less from net asset value. And so people will know, you know, and we're only going to bond if we're trading at or above net asset value. Um, it'll be extremely transparent. You can just, you'll be able to look and say, ah, this is the discount I'm getting by bonding. So that's one major difference. But there's a couple others. So the other one that you know is pretty cool actually is if you remember with you know the Z2O or Olympus Dow style of, of bonding, um, you know, basically you would you would bond your assets and then you would wait five days for you know a theoretically discounted amount of tokens to uh, to vest to you. So it would be vesting slowly over five days. And in the meantime, the token's losing value because of all the rebase emissions inflating the supply. Um, this is going to be very different. So you bond, and you immediately get M Umami, marinated Umami, in the auto compounder, generating, you know, right away, um, very, very high APY. We're, we're building a calculator now, but I think it's safe to say that the APY at current prices is going to be upwards of 100% um, on the M Umami auto compounder. So, you know, you're just going to immediately be aped into that and immediately start accruing the rewards. You know, there's a time lock on the auto compounder for one month, just like there is on marinated umami. But you're accumulating, you know, enormous rewards right away and not wait, waiting for, you know, the bonding um, rewards to vest like they did with um, with past bonding models. So I think that those are kind of the two key differences. But. The essential mechanism of, you know, in, uh, basically you're acquiring Umami, but instead of buying it on the market through an LP, you are contributing an asset to our treasury and then receiving the Umami from our treasury. That core mechanism is exactly the same. Cool. Answer my question perfectly. Appreciate it. Yep. Awesome. Any other questions, sir? Not from me today. Appreciate it, though. No worries. Um, then let's get Intrepid up here. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for hosting this space. And uh, it really seems like everything is heading right um, to the right direction and that the world is waking up as well to the potential of umami. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy to see that. Um, thank the you. question that I did have is, um, do you have any plans to have, um, so for the M umami auto compounder, do you have any plans to do a time lock, like to do a varied lock so let's say one month two months yes. three months and then have a differential apy based on that 
lock period? Most certainly. That's a great question. Um, and, you know, I know that we've you know, talked about this just in the chats a little bit, but I'm glad that you raised it because um, it's good to share with the community. So here's, here is our thinking around this. Um, there will be varied time locks. We are finalizing the structure, but I can kind of give you a sense of what it's going to look like. Um, and I'll explain why, right? And, and the reason that we're doing this, you know, obviously we, we want to give people liquidity. I mean, we don't, it's never a goal to time lock people unto itself, but, you know, we, this is, this Umami compounder is part of a long-term vision for Umami. Um, the essential logic of the compounder, and I think you, you understand and appreciate this, you know, on, on a very high level, Intrepid, is that, you know, people who are going into the auto auto compounder, they're, they're being very richly rewarded for doing something that supports the project. What they're doing is, you know, they are they have their marinated umami. They could be just collecting ETH right now at a greater than 50% APY. Instead, they're having that ETH auto compounded for marinated umami. And in doing so, it is purchasing umami off of our LP providing therefore demand and price support for umami and that ETH goes back into the treasury to be recycled around again for even bigger payouts for marinators the next time. And so that dynamic of, you know, recycling treasury ETH, buying umami through the LP, never inflating umami's supply, right? Never doing any emissions and therefore, you know, creating just more and more buy pressure on umami. Um, you know, certainly, Certainly until we see that price go above net asset value, but, you know, we're not going to shut down the auto compounder at any point. But um, that dynamic is what's going to enable us to get price to where we want it to go so we can start bonding, raise those tens of millions of dollars of capital, and then deploy assets across Arbitrum and execute on our strategy, right? So it's a key step in, in succeeding at the long-term vision that we described. And, you know, again, the people in the auto compounder who are doing this are going to get enormous rewards because they're going to have a very quickly growing share of circulating supply and they're going to get the Arby's rewards and they're going to get the fee streams from the Arby's auto compounders. So it's essentially kind of, you know, those who are supporting the project and allowing it to scale are going to reap the largest possible benefits. But, you know, to do that effectively, um, we want to give Umami a runway to execute on this model, right? And so we want to, you know, onboard capital to the auto compounder, support price, start bonding, raise capital, and then we want to kind of see a gradual, you know, exit from the auto compounder. We're hoping to recapture the majority of those people as marinators in the traditional marinade V2. If they ever choose to leave, there's going to be rewards for a long time. But a time lock mechanism of a tiered time lock mechanism with higher rewards for hanging in there for longer and supporting the project for longer makes a lot of sense in that context. I know that was a lot that I just shared, but I just really wanted to give the context for why we have this, this time lock mechanism. Um, so the way that we're leaning towards doing it right now is, you know, a minimum time lock of one month. So everyone will be time locked for a month. Then after that, you know, what will be happening on the back end, this won't really be the user experience, but on the back end, there will simply be a withdrawal fee so that people who exit before three months, a portion 
everyone's receiving rewards at the maximum rate, but if you exit before three months, those rewards are recycled back to the people who stay for longer than three months. Um, and then after three months, people are welcome to exit. Like, you know, they, the long-term point here is, you know, highly liquid passive income in ETH. So we fully expect once people have grown their bags and gotten a ton of Arby's rewards, and the staking rewards, that they would want to go into Marinate V2 um, at that point and get, you know, ETH, but just way more than they would have gotten before because they greatly increased the size of their Mumami bags. So, you know, we've structured it that way. You know, basically, you know, the best deal, you know, it's a good deal if you time up for just one month, best deal if you time up for three months. Um, and that gives us the runway to get this bonding flywheel going that's going to be so powerful for us. Um, so, you know, and that, that'll prevent, it'll also kind of spread out, you know, some people might, of course, we you know people are going to, some people want to exit, um, especially after a lot of positive price actions. So, you know, if we're going to see any of that, we'd like to be spread out over time. Um, so hopefully that, that answers your question, Intrepid. Yep. Yeah. That's, that is right on the money. So thanks a lot. Awesome. Any, any other questions? Not for me. No. All right. Let's talk to Jesus. Hey Jesus. Hey. Uh, shit. My uh, my loose tooth head that just cut out. So can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you for taking my question. Um, I was curious if anyone's done any sort of modeling on what the runway is for umami market buys for for payouts to uh, for, for the auto compounder. It's a great question. Um, the runway is higher than you would think. We we do not have a formal model for that, but the only reason is that when we looked at it informally, the key thing to remember, and this is an important point, is that Umami is up 70%, right? Now, is ETH, ETH is not up 70%, right? ETH is up, you know, sort of within this range of, you know, 2,600, 2,800 lately. Um, umami is up a great deal and will continue, we believe, you know, particularly with the buy pressure, the auto compounder to rise. So what you have to remember with the auto compounder mechanism is that there is a natural um, sort of braking system that would prevent circulating supply from ever hitting zero, which is that, you know, as more and more price pressure is exerted on umami, the price of umami rises and the relative buying power of ETH starts to decline. And long before we get to a point where anything starts to look parabolic, if you will, if before anything starts to go above our, you know, what we what we internally consider sort of a reasonable um, range for umami, we think it should trade at a premium to net asset value, but not not something ridiculous um, that could emerge from you know the kind of compounding effect that you're probably thinking about. We would open up bonding, right? We would open up bonding, and you know, again, we have this tiered time lock mechanism that is designed to gradually release people kind of, you know, at their own, um, you know, after a month, there's going to, it's, it's a, it's a withdrawal fee. It's not a hard time lock. So, you know, we'll start to, you know, we will have opened up bonding, which greatly expands, um, you know, in a non-dilutive way, expands the, the total supply of umami. Um, and then we'll be, you know, beginning to open up the Mumami compounder for people to do what they want. But you have to imagine, you know, there will be some profit taking. And to your point, we would want 
fat because we want to maintain sufficient umami in the LP. So, you know, the, the basic structure here is one where we're not worried about running into a genuine shortage of, you know, liquidity in the umami token. We have some umami in our treasury so we, that, we could, that has been in the treasury for a long time that we could add to the LP. If we have to, and we're also building some um, some limit buy and limit sell structures with you know relative to our own LP to provide you know to provide some umami liquidity if the price gets very high to provide you know ETH support um, if the price starts getting down close to net asset value again once it's above it. So those are the kinds of mechanisms that that we have in place, and we're pretty comfortable. With the view that you know this is this is going to get us to where we need to be, just a nice premium to nav to support bonding, um, but that you know once we're there, all these other things will fall into place to create a nice stable upwards trend and you know maintain sufficient liquidity of umami and the LP that there will always be trading liquidity. Does that clarify your question? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. The other question that I had is. Um, are there any plans to get the new contracts audited? Um, yes. Do we know like what timeline, et cetera? Um, Winston, can you talk a little bit about um, the group that you're working with? And you know, as for timeline, it's a really high priority. Um, we are going to probably be initiating, you know, moving forward on that within two to three weeks. I say that because mainly the constraint with auditing is that it's expensive. And we are, as you know, we're very much stewards of share of, of holder capital. So we weren't going to pull the trigger on that before we'd expanded our AUM of our treasury so that we could amortize the cost a little bit more. Um, but we're almost there now with launching bonding. And, you know, we have relationships in place. So then we'll pull the trigger on, you know, initiating the audit. So I would say four to six weeks, that process should be complete. Winston, do you want to add anything to that? Um. Yeah, just that it's a major priority, and we're in talk, we're in talk talks with uh, some top um, firms, uh, firms that like when I see they're attached to projects, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're super legit. Um, as DeFi mentioned, it, it's costly. It's obviously something we need to you know pay the cost for. We just want to make sure that if we're going to pay the cost from um, and it's also sort of our ethos of being sorts of shareholder. Capital. Uh, we want to ensure that like our contracts are sound. Um, the other thing I'd add is, you know, DeFi very um, definitely answered, um, you know, some of the questions around how there are different trade-offs to different things we're doing, right? The auto compounding, the bonding, the marinade, and I think, you know, that one of the takeaways I hope people would uh, come away with is like we are asking these questions constantly because like we have an eye for the long term and like we want to be resilient and durable. And it doesn't mean we're always gonna have the best answers, but like know that we are asking these questions and please continue to ask them of us because you know it's a very complex, it's a very complex uh, evolving system, right? Of, of finance and products and, and users. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, even with some things that we're doing with, the, with NFTs, which are coming down the line, which are, you know, very, um, very exciting. We're also asking, well, is this gonna be dilutive? Is it gonna be dilutive for this set of users versus that? Um, is this going to be inequitable? Is this going to be accessible? So 
continue to ask us these questions. Um, they're top of mind for us and, you know, know that everything that we're doing is with an eye towards durability, resiliency, and, um, you know, preservation of, of, uh, of user capital. Yeah, thank you, Winston. That was well put. Um, do, you, do you have any, does, does that address your thoughts on the auditing? I, I agree, you know, I, I will admit that we should be doing a better job of comms around auditing. We're going to put out a roadmap, yep. and that roadmap will include a deadline for that and the name of the group that we're working with on it. And Winston, why don't we, uh, we Winston and I talk about these things a lot. Let's just do that next week. I think that it's yep. over there because um, it's an yep. important question. Um, yeah, Jesus, totally. do you have, yeah. Do you have no. any other questions, Jesus? No, thank you, and uh, uh, let's fucking go. Jesus, let's let me ask it. you a question now that we got you on the phone. <laughs> uh, hmm. What's up with all the suffering? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, shoot, if you're interested in this type of stuff, shoot me a DM. Uh, again, you know, we, we like people who ask great questions. It shows that they have good judgment and it shows that they care. And, uh, you know, depending on your interests and your skills, we're always trying to, you know, find ways for great people to contribute. And that's one yeah. of the things that we want to be known for is we think that there's a huge opportunity to differentiate ourselves in the space simply by being a great place for people to work at in a way that fits their schedule and availability, whether they have a mm -hmm. full-time job or other commitments, and that we have the internal structure and systems to support them in those ways. So if any of that sounds interesting to you or anyone on the call, again, hit me up over DM. We'll find time to chat. Some people have already. Uh, you know, I will. If we haven't spoken, we will soon. Um, but I just really encourage you. If you think what we're doing is interesting, there's one way to express that point of view is by buying, right? Another way to express that point of view is by finding a way to contribute. And we very much um, are about expanding the pie and finding ways to reward people who, uh, you know, who help us do that. So I just wanted to flag that. Yeah, Thanks, I'm definitely interested. Uh, so I'll get in touch. Thank you. Yeah, Dean us both. Um, you know, I think there's a number of folks even on this call who can speak to the fact that uh, we love we love challenging questions. You know, we love you know people who really rigorously probe our ideas. And you know, I have threads going with community members on a lot of topics, and a lot of those community members become team members, right? So that's uh, yeah. By all means, reach out, sir. Um, and with that, does anyone else have any questions? I know we're getting around an hour, so we can definitely wrap up, but um, happy to give people time. I see Kapatiz has an interesting question. Um, will Arby's be locked up to receive bribes from liquidity allocations? I have actually thought about that myself. It's just a little bit far, far down the line to give a clear answer on that. So for those who don't know what Kapatiz is referencing, the Arby's token is going to be a governance token. Um, and it, the holders of the Arby's token are going to have a say in how incentives are allocated to our auto compounders, which we think will be an increasingly critical, um, you know, form of governance influence on Arbitrum as we end up, you know, deploying more and more auto compounders essentially to all the major farms and vaults in the Arby's, in the Arbitrum ecosystem, you know, governance over which ones are incentivized plays a huge role, will play a huge role in you know, how liquidity is allocated. Um, we felt like with something that is as much of sort of a public good as that, it really should be in the community and, you know, the Arbitrum ecosystem's hands to make those decisions. Um, and it totally opens itself up to an additional sort of CDX style um, layer 
on top of it. Um, you know, and it'll be very interesting to see where that goes. And, you know, if we identify an opportunity to set up something like bribes in a way that, you know, in a way that doesn't undermine the community focus of what we're trying to do, then we'll be the first to support it. But I would imagine we'll see various forms of competition for the governance value that those tokens will have. Um, so that was a great question. Oh, Ben, uh, why don't you hop up? Hi there. Uh, you are on mute, Ben. Um, looks like you're requesting to speak. Would love to hear your question. Um, but yeah, there we go. Oh, sorry. I think this is the wrong room. I just have to really go poop. I don't, I don't think this is the right one. Sorry. This is the incorrect room for that. Yep. All right. Um, Anybody else? And while you're there, Ben, you might as well go buy a you know bag worth of umami. Just mm -hmm. while you're busy on the you know on the phone, I mean, don't waste your time. I don't know. Wouldn't that make umami a shit coin? Right, exactly. But I don't know yeah, if I approve yeah, of that timing. We, yeah, we didn't even set that up perfect. beforehand. That was just all organic on the call. It's too perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. So with that, um, I think we are at the end. So let's uh, <laughs> let's call it a wrap. Um, thank you, Ben, for the comic relief um, at the end. And we will see you next week with more updates. And by then, a lot of new cool stuff will be out there. So it's going to be awesome. Thank you so much, guys. See you all in a bit.